Is three oh. lions just what's on England's flag? That's or not, true. you know, not an English flag, but banner or whatever? Or is it cer- cer- certain to the soccer team, football team, whatever? All right, Nick, why don't you get us started? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started right here then, since we're not too sure of any U.S. men's national team nickname. We do know the name of this. This is Spurs In, episode 14. I am Nick, and I'm going to do something, another curveball to start off a, another episode of ours. Everyone who listens to this, everyone meaning hopefully more than like our friends and family and a couple people out there, we hear you, we see you, hopefully. Make make us hear us and see you by following us on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I keep forgetting and the to plug. first plug, the first I plug. Freaking forget to keep plugging uh, our, our damn uh, social media that we're we're vaguely starting to get going a little bit. That we're pulling some photos up, getting them up there. Beautiful, beautiful setups by yours truly. But seriously, please go follow us. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Jose, uh, thanks for joining on this pre getting back into spurs we had a nice little break here so how you been what's been going on you're welcome you're welcome i've been good i've been good it was a good day today i got to see the captain my captain not harry kane not hugo Lloris, but the captain of the cap that i'm wearing today new york yankees Derek jeter got inducted into the hall of fame and it was great it was great reliving all the old memories it was uh... it was great actually actually feeling a little nostalgia about winning again it's the only team that I follow that actually won anything. And it was pretty awesome to relive the moments today and hearing Derek Jeter speak about his yeah. great career. Yeah, yeah. Derek Jeter, of course, probably one of the most famous American athletes, at least from North America's perspective in the past, what, 20, 30 years. But uh, leave it to baseball to put the we are recording on a Wednesday and leave it to baseball to put the Hall of Fame ceremonies on the middle of a Wednesday afternoon, just like they do their entry level draft in the middle of the season, just like they just do everything them in the NHL. If they can get it wrong, they'll find a way. You know, why don't they put that on primetime? Like a lot of people are going to watch Derek Jeter. Why are you going to make the Subway Series this weekend? between the Yankees and the Nets, the first weekend when football's back. Why would yeah, you not put no that sense. last week? Why don't you think these things through, baseball, damn it? Like, but- UK fans, like, this is how big Derek Jeter going into the Hall of Fame was. Michael Jordan was there. Huh. Michael Jordan was there, and this is not on primetime. You don't take advantage of things like this. I don't know what's wrong with baseball and why they don't do this. I think baseball knows exactly what lane they're in. <laughs> Beautiful. So, Ben, how are you? How's your time away from Spurs End been? It was actually fun. I was listening to our last episode when we were right before the storm and you go, yeah, I think it's stopping raining. It's not too bad. Nothing's happening outside. And then about three hours later, I'm pretty sure all of Queens was underwater. And so was my house. So spent, spent Labor Day cleaning my basement and ripping things up after about two to three inches of water got in there. Yikes. Uh, fun, in New York times. City, not the cleanest water that you'll find around there, folks. But yeah, no, seriously, later on in that episode alone, uh, I was like, yeah, it's not too bad. And at some point I like paused. So I was like, do you hear that? <laughs> it's like a bomb went off my backyard with like a thunder. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm glad that you made it out alive, at least, you know, seriously, that's uh, it was a tough storm for a lot of people. But, you know, NYC strong, right? I love the videos that were came out and you see people jumping into the murky waters of the subway. Like, why do you do this? Like, do you think the train is going to work? Yeah. Uh, What's wrong with you guys? I felt bad for New Orleans. Everyone just quickly forgot. By the way, the hurricane that is now raining on us destroyed that city. We're just getting a lot of rain. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. It was a lot of rain, like record breaking. All right. Tulane University. Relax over there. Come on. I'm just kidding, but they got the brunt of it. They, they, uh, they got the brunt of it down there in New Orleans, but uh, it's enough for the North American jet stream and water and Derek Jeter, El Capitan. Anyways, uh, yeah, so international break, first international break for Spurs in here, folks. And by now you have followed us on Twitter and Instagram uh, five minutes into our episode where we talk nothing about Tottenham. Um, so I am feeling some type of way about this international break. Uh, have you felt like worse we're, after like we're international bad luck and we should stop? Yeah. Have you, Ben, just go, I guess go off however you're feeling right now, because I'm feeling a similar type of way where it's like, come on, we're in first place. And now this happens and this just being so many different layers of injury and eventual misery. 
Well, the way you preface it, we should probably quit the podcast because we're clearly bad luck as what we lost three players to injury. Three plus Sonny went down, Skip goes down, Bergwine maybe goes down, and then Romero and Lacelso and David and Sanchez are we don't exactly know. Banned from TV. And to add, we have Ryan Sisson Young, who has a, uh, a knock. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's I don't I'm looking up, I've looked it up like three times before we got on, and he has a, a knock. Are, where it's like the a, hockey equivalent of like a lower body or upper body injury where they just specify no details on the energy uh, injury, excuse me. And they I just saw a rumor knock. of him being sent away. In all seriousness, we have uh Youngman son calf injury, Oliver Skip groin situation. Uh, again, Ryan Sesson Young, he has a knock. Uh hopefully that's hopefully that's a good thing, but he has a knock as in good as in hopefully not serious. And then Stevie Bergwine, uh, calf injury, ankle injury, some kind of below the knee injury. Uh, he had a big ice pack on. And that's just for the physical air- ailments. And if that wasn't enough, we had the whole situation of the <laughs> quarantined players, um, now quarantined players. As you we talked about that, actually. That was amazing. Yeah, but- Oh that yeah, we're gonna. Oh, this oh, is, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna clearly get to that. That's gonna be the big. We're, we'll save that one. I, I was gonna say, should we save that one for the end? Because that's gonna be the cherry on top. That one's gonna be a lot of discussion, a lot of feelings. Uh, so let's just go through the physical ailments here with Sonny. It seems hopefully like it's not gonna be the worst thing in the world because uh, his team, South Korea, tweet, the way they kind of tweeted out or messaged out about it, they made it sound like he was out for precautionary reasons. Uh, they were playing, I think Lebanon was their next game. Yes. Uh, and he, he, he seemed out for some precautionary reasons, which I appreciate as a Spurs fan. And actually, uh, I believe who were they playing before that? Was it, it wasn't Israel. I, I can't remember who the hell they were playing, but they were playing before. And when he played and got injured, they, they drew. And then I think they went on and beat Lebanon without him. So Israel plays in Europe. So now pardon Israel plays as part yeah, of it's a uh, qualifier. The Europe, I, thought so, of the I thought so too, but for some reason, I, I mean, I was going through every single one of these <laughs> they, players. They, have, they all played. So they have trouble different. playing some of the other nations in the uh, Asian countries around them. They <laughs> have so, they, they have so many to play them. The amount of countries that they play now in these qualifiers are just, it's kind of, you know, the CONCACAFA, uh, you know, teams, uh, teams over here. Israel, Israel beat Austria 5-2. Did you see that? That was it. That was what I read. Yeah, they smoked Austria. That's what it was. I knew I read something about Israel. I was like, shit, okay. The suck at uh, Sabitzer. That's all I know. He's like the only Austrian I know. Uh, they have that striker, <laughs> too, that's like six foot eight. But uh, not good enough. Not good enough for Israel. Not good enough. But yeah, so Sonny, that I think we can all agree in terms of these physical ailments, if he's out for any amount of time um, between him, Skippy, Ryan Sesson Young and Stevie Bergwine. Sonny is going to be the most disappointing one you're going to hear on this list, correct? Sonny is the best player on that list by far, so yes. Yeah. But positional-wise, no. We Go lost on. Skip. We gave away Sissoko. We don't have a backup there. Whoa. That means a lot of winks. That's PM, what I was going to bring up here. Is we got another, another guy on this. <laughs> no, we turn, we, no, no, we put Pierre at the 6. We put Deli at the 8. And we forced Ndombele to play. He's been practicing. At least he's been showing up. Yeah, he's, he's got those. Uh, he's got the platinum hair. I saw it. Let's I was going to say in my notes here, uh, Nunnabelli's hair has got to be a topic of discussion. That's a different look. But I did it last year. You mentioned, you mentioned his name right there. Delhi's new hair is clearly the reason why he's playing better. Tanga onto something? Maybe. Maybe. You wonder. It also can be Delhi has been training very hard and. <laughs> And Dombele hasn't. Another so. video of Deli came out working out, came out over the international break, which was just amazing. Just, just send me all the Deli working out clips. Yeah, he's he's putting himself together. I'm I'm happy for this kid. He still needs to be more creative, and I don't know how you work on that. Yeah, positionally, the way he's playing, I don't know. He's obviously not the most talented defender, but at least he, God bless him, at least he's trying hard in the process of, of doing doing that role. But yeah, uh, of course. Of course, I think that uh, a combination of Sonny and Stevie going down at the same time, the fact that they both play in the outside, um, or they can, they both play in the wing. Uh, Sonny is a little bit, I guess, can be your backup to Kane right now, mostly because we decide window after window to not sign anybody to do that role. But not the end of the world there. But uh, I think Stevie, to me, Bergie's injury, uh, if that's not too serious. And it's just right now as we're recording uh, on, on Wednesday, we'll, we'll get this out on Thursday. 
but <laughs> there's so much, so many, so many gray area and all these injuries as well. I mean, it's every single injury has been kind of like we, we mentioned with, with son, uh, precautionary reason. It kind of sounds like skip the U21 coach just called it stiffness in his groin. Um, Stevie, Stevie, <laughs> I know, so stupid. I know, and Ben is dying right now. I, I, and I'm like, I'm like, well, can you, can you not, can you not do that? But also, can you actually tell me what's wrong with him? Skip playing on Saturday. I then, absolutely hate the international break oh, because man. it seems like we always get a bad break, pun intended. Yeah, always, yes. always someone goes down and it, it, I wish they can figure out a way. I know everyone wants to play for their country and everyone wants to represent. And, and these games are important because they're qualifiers. There has to be some way that we can figure this out where it doesn't interrupt the, the seasons. All the leagues hate them. You can see all of the leagues absolutely hate this. And I wish there was a way that they can figure out that when to play these games that it won't interfere with the league play. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a combination of just the international break being the international break plus COVID layer on top of it is just not meshing very well with FIFA. No, not at all. Let's start with the midfield here. If we don't have Skip, we have Crystal Palace this weekend. What are you fellas thinking? Or, uh, do I have to say it? Yeah. <laughs> Hoiberg's going to go back to the holding position at the six. We're going to play Delhi at the eight. Or no, we're going to play Delhi at his normal position. And Harry Winks is going to play in this game. Unless Ndombele <laughs> plays, but like, I think Harry Winks is going to play this game. So right now, gun to your head, uh, Winks or Tangi? Who is it? Winks. <laughs> we, I mean, we see Tangi in practice, but we, we haven't, I said Winks, but we see Tangi in practice. But we haven't heard any, anything new. Like he's, gonna, he's ready to play. So it's, I think it's going to be Winks. What do you think, Jose? Because I agree per- personally not to put words in your mouth before I, I toss it over to you, but I agree with the Hoiberg and Dali takes. And then uh, for me, it's up to Nundumbele or Winks. Uh, I don't know if you're if you're setting up structurally different there. I never like overlooking opponents, but we're playing a team that's not great. There's any time for Nuno to assess what Tangate is going to bring to this club. Maybe it's the opportunity to bring him in. We already know what Winks is going to do for this club. And he's already seen his fair share of him in the preseason. And I, I feel like maybe Tangi, maybe mentally he wasn't ready to play in the preseason and the early games of this season so far. Physically, it doesn't look like anything's wrong with this guy. So if he's physically capable of playing, let's give him an opportunity to come in and show what he's got against Palace. Would you rather him play versus Palace or versus Rene or whatever they're called, however you say, Rene, Rene on uh, Thursday in the Conference League? I, I, nice. I rather, <laughs> I rather her see, I rather see what? him play against competition in the Premier League. This is, this is where we're going to be using this guy. This is what, you know, we paid that that transfer fee for to have this guy playing in big games, not having him play as a squad player in these Conference League games. That's what Tenge was brought over here for. So. I mean, I'm all about forgiveness. I'm a Christian. I'm all about forgiveness. So let's forgive this guy. And let's hope that he brings out the best of himself. Shanatava. <laughs> I was going to speak. I knew it was, was coming. Like, as soon as he said that, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Jesus. obviously. But I mean, like, we bring in every player to make the team better, especially for the Premier League. We haven't seen him. So Winks is probably going to play that Crystal Palace game So I've feel like we think that game is going to be, I don't know, maybe more difficult. I don't know anything about Renee. I don't know. still don't know. Is someone going to help me? Just give they're me, not, give me something. How a, do you say that? From what I hear, they're not a terrible club. Well, they just lost Kamavinga. Okay. I don't know if I said that right either, but I know he's their best player and he just went to the Real or something. So, and then another player on their team is out for suspension. I saw. Yeah, we got those two games. So it's more, I hope Ndombele plays in one of those games. That's all I got is hope. Yeah. If I'm going to be the tiebreaker here, I think I'm, I'm split between my heart and my head because my head's telling me they're going to put in wings. So my heart wants them to put in uh Tange, and I'm going to go with my heart in this one. I think like what message you send to a guy who wanted to already leave, who, you know, is so talented, who is willing to go get a haircut like that to prove <laughs> that he's worthy. I think that it's no known known baller's time to get, get the hell out there. And 
especially against Crystal Palace. I mean, if you want to make the case that, you know, we need someone, we can't roll the dice against if we had Chelsea first instead, it's, it's Palace, no disrespect to them, but, you know, there's different, there's, there's a top six and there's, you know, mid-table. In that situation, I'm playing, I'm playing no numballer this this saturday but i'm 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 i that's very much my my heart hoping that he gets out there because we could use that creativity i mean we could have used it for a while now so that's uh i i guess think the message that you send to him if you're going yeah we're we're playing harry winks over you i just don't see it he's he's got to at least be on the bench but i think he's got to be got to be playing he's got to be playing for me so while we're before we get over to those uh, South American fellas, uh, we got Sun, we got Berge. Do we think Brian Hill is going to be a big player this weekend as well? I mean, that's definitely who's on my radar. I definitely see him getting some burn this weekend against he Palace. One. He starts one of those games. Is there a chance he starts both? I think if these guys are injured enough that they're not going to be able to play, I think he will start both. He sh- he's showed us he's pretty good. In the little bit. The, and who's coming off the bench? Yeah. I mean, but who who do we have? We got five. Lucas too. So five. That's why the transfer grade was a five, because one injury in either of those positions, but was Spurs. So we got both those injuries in those positions. That's why we're now in this weird fucking situation. I think we're in an okay situation. It's not the worst. I mean, if what I mean, God forbid one Kane Mora and Brian Heal is gonna be up front. That's our that's up front right now. I've been impressed with Hill. So and far. who's coming? Who's coming off the bench? I've, I've been impressed with them too, but we've seen him for two games. I don't. I don't trust any, this that front at all. And, and we no also one, and no one to back him up. No one to come in to, to support. So we have. I mean, that'll bring us up to our final knock here, or injury, literally a knock. I mean, Sessegnon could be a potential option here, but I just I don't even know what the hell to say. The guy is a knock. What is a knock? I just can't get over the fact that his injury is described as a knock, like. It's better than we get in hockey. It's either an upper body injury or a lower body injury, and that's what they leave you for the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, you can also maybe put Delhi in a more of an attacking position than you have lately. We obviously know that he can he can do that. Um, and feature maybe does it get to the, the young po- kid? The young kid with Harry have a two striker, two strikers up front, and put Scarlett in as well. Uh, do He's we see, seventeen. Do we see Jack Clark get some run out there? <laughs> God, <laughs> but. He is I, 17, but he's on the squad. And hey, young guys have performed well before in different areas and different clubs. Why not? They, Why not? Were now? they 17? No, I'm not sure, but I think he I think there's a chance that Scarlett gets some, there's a reason some he's there. run in, in the Premier League, uh, probably off the bench this year, but there's, there's I, I think there's no reason not to, to to get his feet further wet, if you will, for lack of a better term there. But yeah, this is uh pretty Regardless, it's pretty unheard of for a team to have. I can't recall in, in you know, the none of us have been Spurs fans for our entire lives. We kind of came to it at different points in the last decade. And we do follow the team a lot now. But I, I, in that time, I don't I don't recall a single a single time coming back from an international break. That is this bad. Sure, guys get injured, but this is several guys right after. Of course, to, to Ben's point, where right after a window where maybe you're looking for another move or two or something, it doesn't happen. I didn't think it was the end of the world, but I also didn't think that four guys were going to get injured potentially in one window, plus another three guys are going to have to quarantine somewhere else. And well, you're, then you're not a very good Spurs fan. It's, uh, I even think this is even Spursy for Spursy's sake. And you haven't honestly. answered who's coming off the bench for Heel or Mora? Who's behind them? That's why I said Sesson Young and then. It, depending, you may you have to change the formation around. Maybe Delhi gets some in a more creative position because we know that he can so do who, it. He, who, he used to do it plenty in the past. So, so, it, it, so then, then Andomble is coming. And Andomble is coming on, on the field because that's the only way we're moving Delhi up is if Andomble plays because we, we don't have any midfielders either. Sure. I, well, we got Harry Winks, but I know. I know where that is. <laughs> I mean, you can like look at me and like know how much I don't like Harry Winks, but at the same time, you guys see it too. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I think he's a fine squad player. I think we're lucking out right now that we're not playing a top six, top six side. Obviously, we'll thankfully have some pieces back for sure before we face Chelsea, which is 
which is going to be a nice, nice little sigh of relief or is a sigh of relief once I read that. But yeah, quite a, quite an injury conundrum that we're in right here at, uh, now. And with Spurs, it's, uh, I've personally never seen it. Uh, Jose, you touched on two for a second there. Cessna Young, maybe alone is coming. I don't know how reliable that is. The Turkey's window closes and some, some club in Istanbul is apparently interested in adding him. But at, at this point, if he's, if he's good to go, I don't, I don't think that he's going to go, unfortunately, because of the couple injuries now, right? Yeah, it looks like we're going to have to hang on to him just because of what we're going through right now. And it's happening in, we're going to touch it on it now, but in the backfield as well. I also think that there's enough games to be passed around between the conference league and whatnot to get him some some run here because he kind of puts me in a position with uh joe roden who i'll probably bring up when we talk about the quarantine players but where we gotta we gotta figure out we gotta get him gotta get him out in the field with this damn team so we can figure out what we got on this guy i mean Young young's a guy that they tracked for a while when he was at newcastle uh poach uh, Pochettino apparently wanted him for a while finally got him and we still haven't seen so I haven't really seen much of him. So I think it's I think it's about time that that we get some run in him. But so wow. <laughs> cue wow. like cue like the curb theme song. <laughs> like <laughs> what? <laughs> situation that's going on uh so it's been really weird uh by now it's so weird that so i was out of town this past weekend and uh, i was with the girlfriend and she kind of gave me an eye roll when i looked at my phone and i said oh brazil and argentina are playing this game like rolled her eyes and i was like and then these health officials ran out in the field and trying to arrest people (laughs) like even she was like she didn't care about the game at all even you know and then he didn't care about our podcast at all and she dates me and she's like what the hell like when someone like that is like blown away by that you know it's a big deal and obviously it's a big deal to us close to home with spurs because it's uh half the players that almost got arrested in the middle of the pitch were <laughs> part of our team spursy 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 so and even just from the beginning so it's spurs it, this is almost like the cherry on top in reverse order, but this whole thing happened where did Spurs say they can go? Did they not say they can go? Did they say they can go for X amount of time, this and that? And the other thing, Spurs, first and foremost, congratulated these guys all on getting called up to their national teams when apparently they had a problem with them being called up to their national teams. Is this the second time that I'm going to put the Curb theme song in this? I don't know. <laughs> but, what the hell? Can you have uh, it like? Can you have it lowly going like in the background the whole time we talk about this? Yeah, honestly, it's it's uh, oh, wait, not only that, but they also were going to facilitate that they went to some Croatian island to quarantine when they came back. So it, I, I don't understand. It's like, so a le- it's, it's like a leper island. Yeah. So co- according to Alistair Gold at Football London, is what the situation was. They they being Brazil, the Brazilian officials. Obviously, how didn't they know? I liked your theory on it, Jose. We'll, we'll get there. But there was apparently word that they tried to catch them at the hotel. Didn't. So then that's why they go to the field and walk out on the field to try to stop the game, which is probably the best way to go about it, right? Three, no. three days late? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, just, just – it kind of started off too with there is the involvement with the Aston Villa players who play for Argentina as well, where they came, where apparently all the Premier League teams said, All right, you're not going. And then Villa kind of opened the floodgates, ruined that for everybody by they agreed with their couple of players that they could go play, but they had they had to skip the third game of qualifiers to come back so then they wouldn't miss time. It's at, at some point in time, uh, Geo. Romero decided, well, if they're doing it, then we're doing it. Before we get into the conspiracy theories and stuff, 
do you guys do you guys blame them for wanting to go? Because this is such there's so many layers to this. Because the the easiest thing, hindsight 2020, is why go? Don't why avoid this? Jose, what do you think? I'm, I'm gonna give them partial blame because I don't know if you I think you were mentioning it now. Most of the Brazilian squad that plays in the Premier League did not show up. Right. So what makes you think that if these guys that are native of Brazil don't go, what makes you think that Brazil is going to open arms to the Argentinian players that play in the Premier League? They were salty. I, I, it, yeah, that's going. That's leading up to my conspiracy theory. But it's it's you took my conspiracy theory. And that's my conspiracy the theory. <laughs> I wrote in the group that yo, they're definitely salty from the Copa America. No, definitely, a hundred percent agree. 100% agree. But let's get there later. But I, I definitely think partial blame goes on all of the Argentinian players that left. Because it wasn't only our guys. There was uh, a couple of other guys that went. Otamendi uh, went. And uh, there was one other guy that plays in the Premier League. I forgot who, who, who it was. So You have no reason Buendia. to believe that this... Buendia. have no reason to believe that the Brazilian players are not going. That Brazil is going to open arms to the Argentinian players. Ben, what are your feelings on blaming players, not blaming players, the individuals? I don't know the whole story behind like what they did with their visas, not visas, but their how they got into the country and all that and how all the European players got to go play with their team. I can't hate on them for wanting to go play for Argentina. And I also heard they, they didn't really want to go, that there was a lot of pull from Argentina to, to say, come, like, we just won the Copa. This is our team. We everyone come back together but at the same time like i i can't hate on them for wanting to go play for the country but understanding the rules in place during a pandemic wow what a swing and a miss that was hilarious the whole thing what a fucking disaster yeah that was i'm sorry you can't go home because your country is on a is you're playing in a country that's on a red list there's your mistake but i can't blame them everyone wants we let harry score a goal for for england today he wanted to play for england it's hard to tell your players, like, no, you can't go play for your home, your country, if they want to go. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a, I guess uh, I'm going to again go to football about London, Alistair Gold. His, his report was, and this is his words, not ours. Uh, maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong, who knows. But he said that, that they were almost short armed a little bit by like the Argentinian FA. Hey, you better get your ass over here because if we don't make the World Cup or you better get over here because if we make the World Cup without you, we don't know what's going to happen. So there's kind of like a little bit of tug and war, tug of war with them being pressured a little bit, which because all those know. times that Argentina doesn't qualify for the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you're going to qualify. <laughs> exactly. So it's you're not USA football. Then the, I think the, the best part of it was then. Some players, uh, everyone ran onto the field. That fiasco broke out six minutes into the game. Players left and went to the locker room. And then, like, Leo Messi went into the locker room and, like, changed his shirt and was like, no one's going to fucking know who I am. And just, like, walked out there, like, discreetly. Like, I'm definitely not Leo Messi. Look at me. I'm not wearing a jersey. It's like, bro, what are you thinking with that? Like, he was going like, to go out there and solve shit? Like, what was going on? What I was what I was dying <laughs> laughing about was Otay Mendy when that dude came onto the field, the – what apparently now is the Brazilian official for health or whatever. He's like, who the hell is this guy? And why is he on the pitch? He pushed the shit out of him. Yeah. Like, dude, get out of here. What are you doing here? They should make a movie about this. It'll be such a good, like buddy cop comedy about the uh, Brazilian health officials. Like showing up at the hotel, like, Oh, we just missed them. They're not here. Then like the whole movie, them just, just missing them for three full days that they know they're in the country and then having to run onto the football field to stop a match to arrest this, players. It's such a good comedy. It's, it's hilarious. This movie is going to be full of uh, fiction, full of fiction. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite the hindsight's 2020. They probably shouldn't have done it, but hindsight's 2020 from, you know, FIFA, uh, the Premier League, all the sides that are involved, like you got to for the next international break, they clearly got to get their their act together here because this is pretty ridiculous. I I think that maybe these players could have taken that in a little bit into consideration that, listen, we got to go next time. We got to go next time. So figure this out, make it work, move this guy to go around so we get 10 days off in between or something like that or make the international games closer. I don't know what they can do to, to figure this out, but I do do you know, feel for if you're going to let England's captain go play, 
these guys want to go play for their countries too. But something's got to be – people got to be uh, a little bit smarter in this situation and all parties. And believe it or not, FIFA has done something kind of shitty. I don't know if you guys can believe well, that happening. If you have a job and then and you're and someone's saying you have to come here for this certain thing that isn't exactly your job, it's like when I can't say playing for your national team is your job. But if you go to this place to do this thing that's not your job, and then it cuts you off from doing your job, that's a mistake. That's something you can't do. So that's where I think they made the mistake. Like we we're in England, we play in this country, and there should be people telling them that. Brazil is a red flagged country for COVID. And then and thus Brazil red flagged UK, the UK for maybe this because there's COVID, serious COVID or maybe because Brazil's they're having a bad and they're, Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you know this and people sh- in Tottenham should have definitely told them this. And thus, yeah, there's the, mis- there's the big mistake. That's my whole issue with this whole thing. And I'm going to jump into the whole conspiracy thing. Yeah, I was going to say, let's get to the conspiracy theory first. So this was, wasn't, wasn't the worst idea you've ever had. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Regular Joe Schmo. I know I'm on this podcast and we have a couple of followers, but I'm a regular Joe Schmo. If I know that these Argentine players are going to Brazil to participate in the qualifiers, how does the Brazilian government not have any clue that these guys are going to make it into their country unless they were smuggled in through Venezuela or some other neighboring country to Brazil, then you should absolutely know these guys are posting pictures on the plane, on social media. Everyone has social media. Governments have social media access. I'm 100% sure. You know these guys are coming. Don't let them in. Don't let them in. So that's where my whole conspiracy theory lies is like you let them in you pretty much know where they're staying and then you allow them to go onto the pitch. Now, I mean, even if you miss them at their, wherever they made entry in Brazil, even if you miss them at the hotel, the game, the players get to the game and they don't get there right before the game starts. They get there with enough time that some Brazilian official could have went to their locker room and said, Hey, you, you and you, you guys are screwed. You guys got to get out of here because you lied on your paperwork or you didn't have enough time quarantining, quarantining somewhere else. And then you don't have this whole fiasco. But they, I think, and this is a conspiracy, the Brazilian government wanted to have this show on TV knowing that, hey, we just got, we just got, we lost Copa to these guys a couple of months ago. Let's make them look like fools and make their players look like idiots and make the Argentine guys look like dummies. And let's make a big show deporting these guys on live TV. You don't think Brazil looks stupid having a game get called in the seventh minute? Uh, They absolutely do. But I don't think they were aware that they were going to look stupid. I think they were just they just wanted to make some kind of show. I think there's a disconnect between whatever the British government, the British soccer or football association and the health officials and who was really in power and who had the final say. Cause I'm pretty sure the British, I mean, the British, the Brazilian government said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can play. There's certain, there were certain COVID not restrictions. What am I trying to say that were put in place for the Copa that Argentina thought were still in place for the current qualifying games that apparently weren't. And then, I mean, it's a complete embarrassment from Brazil. There's no way Brazil wanted anything to this to be on national TV and for the game have to be stopped in the seventh minute. I do agree with your theory that they're salty and we're like, we're going to try to screw some of your players, but this is not the way they wanted it to happen. So you think it just blew up in their face? I think there was a disconnect of who was in power or who had the power to say you can come or you can play. And the health, I can see health officials some... are, you know, health officials, they're really on their... Uh... I can see where there's some confusion where there might be some exemptions for certain kind of people to be let into the country based on these protocols but well, well that's what was happening during the Copa America which it was which occurred in Brazil however you still should know that these guys are coming into your country and if they meet these exemptions and you still should be able to curtail this before the game starts yeah yeah so I said they had three days and they couldn't find them but your conspiracy that they wanted to like show show them up on national TV if anything I think Brazil showed themselves up of how like inefficient their government or Brazilian football association is they yeah, stop was, a game. They couldn't complete a game. Brazil versus Argentina got stopped. Huge like, game. The, the biggest the, game maybe in the world. The, the stadium was jam-packed. You know, big rivalry. These guys just 
played each other in Copa. Like you, we want to see this. Everyone wants to see this game. Yeah, Argentina bounced quick though. They were so out of there. They were out the too. They were not the club. That's for sure. That was yeah. That was that was quite a show, and that's quite the. Uh, Nick, what do you think? What do you think of it? I I I just think it was a complete mishap of Brazil. I mean. I don't want to say half-ass in the whole thing, but kind of half-ass in the whole thing. And I mean, they could have they could have stopped this game from from kicking off. And I just think it was a complete embarrassment. And I don't know. I'm not one to give it a conspiracy theories, but it, it is a little bit of an intriguing one of, of wanting to, you know, just get the hell off the field. <laughs> You're not supposed to be here. We've been looking for you guys. Dude, I, I want to meet. It took us six minutes to get here from downtown. Well, all I was missing was to them get to be placed in cuffs. That would have been great. And and but yeah, I was gonna say they they didn't ever get they never got put in cuffs. They left with the team. They left Brazil with the team. Or yeah, the Argentinian players left Brazil all together. No one got arrested. And then from there, eventually, now we have a happy ending to the story because we are, we are going to be a little short staffed this upcoming weekend which we can now touch on the back line and what they should do there since, uh, you know, we might be might be down two center backs here between Sanchez. Well, we're going to be down two center backs here between Sanchez and Romero. But now they're in Croatia. They got there in time. They left and are now quarantining, quote-unquote, for 10 days, and they will be back in time. And the they will match. be eligible to play the Chelsea match, which is Very good. Very really good. The, big, the big thing that we wanted to hear. We Thank really you, Brazil. Hear any Thank you, shit. Brazil, for deporting these fucking guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. uh, something, uh, something you never thought you'd hear say in Spurs. And thank you for deporting them, Brazil. Argentina, <laughs> let them go. Source, Argentina. <laughs> yeah, Argentina, <laughs> let them go. Source, Argentina. That is true. That is true. But I think that uh, if we're going to look on the positive side here of this situation, uh, do we finally get to see Joe Roden? What do you think? Tanganga? Emerson think- getting right in there? That's what I think. I think Tanganga moves over to center back and we see Emerson make his debut against Palace. I don't know. If, I mean, is, is Roden still hurt? I'm not sure if he's hurt. And even if he's not, Roden's good. I don't know. He's I, back with Wales. Yeah, he's, he's back, back with, with Wales. Wales. Yep. Does he have enough pace to keep up playing center back with someone that already is not too fleet of foot and dire? Fair and enough. You pair him up, you pair Dyer. I mean, Tanganga is not a, a, a speedster either, but. I think he's a little bit faster than Roden. So I think moving over Tanganga to the, to the other center back role and having Emerson make his debut, I, that's what I would go with. I think I like that. I think you convinced me a little bit there too, because I do want to see Roden freaking play. But I think maybe on Thursday could be the in the conference league. Maybe that could be the better time to get Roden out there, get his feet wet. Um, I've been waiting for him. I've been wanting to see this guy. Like I said earlier with Sesson Young, it's about time. We got to figure out what this guy is. Uh, ben, what are you thinking? Are you on board with Tanganga to the Middle Express? With I, I'm I'm totally fine with with Emerson getting out there right away. To be honest, as well. Yeah, I want Emerson to get out there right away. I'm good with what Jose said. Tanganga, Dyer, Reg, Emerson. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough. We got used to our center back pairing of, of the one that we complained about so much in Dyer and Sanchez. They've been so awesome for us these first three games. And now, yeah, I just said, oh. God damn it to like Dyer and Sanchez. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we miss you so much. Here we go. Uh, oh, well, let's not disrespect the fact that Matt Doherty is an option as well. He's, not, he's not an Who? option. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying he's, he's, he's out there. I, mean, I, 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 I think still call him Matt Doherty. So yeah, well, even I if did, it's Doherty, I hope you noticed in the last episode I put the clip. Oh, yeah, did, I, did, uh, I did hear I found, it. I did hear I it. I found that I I incorrectly remembered who was in the video, but because they, they had so many with Roden and Roden Bale last year, I thought it was them. But them being the team social media, they they kind of kept going to Roden and and Bale uh, for a lot of these videos. But that happened to be Toby and Davies and Delhi. Well, anything else on Spurs? What do you think for Crystal Palace? I'm nervous as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't lie. I am a little bit nervous. We, we're at the top of the league right now. And, you know, Spurs always somehow find a way to let us down. And I'm hoping it's not against Palace. I, I mean, I w- it would be acceptable if we draw or lose to Chelsea, but I don't want to lose to Palace. So I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I think that we still have enough firepower to get it done. I mean, do you guys not think that? Harry Kane's on the field. We're good. 
I love that. Wow, Ben is the positive guy today. What's going on here? But no, but like I also said, like I'm super nervous. Like we've lost plenty of these games without Harry Kane, but firepower, yeah, we, the firepower is on the field to win this game. But yeah, I, a lot of holes that weren't holes and that are huge holes. Yeah, I, I, I just think Palace. They're I'm not too threatened by them so far this year. Um, they they drew Brentford, they drew West Ham, they lost to Chelsea. Um, yeah, I mean, West Ham's a, a solid team, but two to two there, Brentford, no, no Brentford. I loved, loved them beating Arsenal. That was beautiful, but I'm just thinking out loud at this point, but I'm not too worried. I mean, I, I, I think that Spurs have enough to get the job done here in this one. And, and it's a huge sigh of relief. Um, and that Harry Kane is, he scored for England today. So he's got, he's still got, oh, goal. he's yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah exactly. It was an amazing goal. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It was he. He's he's back. He's back. So what more do we need, Ben? Nothing. No, I gave the transfer a five. We need a lot Sonny. more. <laughs> we need Sonny. But I gave the transfer a five before we lost all these players. I think if we have at least one of these guys go, honestly, I think we're definitely going to win. So that's that's me. That I'm going to obviously be shit a brick when the Kelsey comes around. Not to overlook the yeah. So I mean, hopefully. Hopefully one of the injuries isn't that bad. We get Berg back. We get Sonny back. Uh, Skip gets his uh, stiff groin taken care of. Yeah, that's he has. We got he got some places that he can go for that, but bare minimum, bare minimum at least a couple of places. But stiff groin. Yeah, stiff groin. Stiff groin from the U twenty one coach. Some stiffness. Some stiffness. I think I put in our social media accounts. Which, by the way, everyone, if you're listening for this long now, please follow us on social media. Twitter and Instagram specifically. We're at least a top 20 Spurs podcast from New York City. So we should probably talk about USA. Uh, Fighting Cock gets to talk about Harry Kane in England, extra inch as well. They always talk about Italian too, because the one guy's yeah, Italian. He's a Barty. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about USA a little bit here. And speaking of shitty international breaks, let's just scroll right on to this one. Yikes. Not too good. Yeah, it's Not been uh it's been tough. Been a tough go. Couple draws. We won't we won't get hung up on this one because really I think the way that this international break for the US is gonna end, our feeling is very much gonna depend on gonna depend on tonight. They play uh Honduras tonight. Honduras. Uh but of course that is at 10 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where where we are. So it's gonna be a late one and I'll probably just hop on after and Get a little takeaways or two from that, but I, I think a lot's going to depend on that that outcome tonight. Uh, three points there is going to be big. Yeah, it's been a mess. They can't, Jose. I know you've uh, and Ben too, of course. I know you, you watched a little bit of the Canada game. You said uh, I believe it was Canada game. You said you watched parts of. Yeah, I didn't watch. Well, any I watched both. Or... I watched both games. I, I in its entirety. And it, 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 I I I watched big chunks of both. I I actually missed the beginning of of I think both, but. That's my specialty, right? I never kick the beginning of any game ever. <laughs> Spurs or USA kick. I don't think I've seen an opening kickoff in like a year. But uh, yeah, that's man. This their creativity sucks. Yeah, I, I, has it I feel like we're watching Spurs. And the, I, fir- I, the, the first game, I'm gonna blame that because we didn't have our guy, and maybe he was following some kind of protocol, and he didn't go into South America. Or Central America, or I don't know if El Salvador is on one of these. Who is that? Red... Pulisic. Pulisic. Yeah. Pulisic wasn't available. I think for he that tested positive. I think he tested positive, right? Did he? He did test, test positive, positive but I'm not sure if it was because of that or it was because maybe he doesn't. He didn't. I'm not sure what it was, but he didn't show up for that first game. Yeah, El Salvador. And he was not there, and they drew nil nil. He's our definitely our most creative player, but. And, I mean, it's always hard to go away. We were playing in El Salvador and shout out to the El Salvador fans. They were in abundance. They filled out the place and they were loud and they had police all over the place and riot gear. It looked crazy, like a crazy environment. Oh, it's yeah. always just give everyone a heads up. Like CONCACAF is not like Europa League or any of that. Not like the Europa Championship or whatever. The Con- CONCACAF is wild. There's nothing. <laughs> nothing gets called. Fields are are, are garbage. Oh, we don't man. we don't have VAR because. Half the stadiums in the countries can't aren't equipped to have VAR. Exactly. So when you when you go to like Lithuania and you complain, shut up. 
<laughs> just yeah. shut up. Yeah, they have yeah, but El shout Salvador. Out to- El Shout Salvador out to El Salvador. Their their game was something just because when the USA would line up on corners, they'd have literally guys with like bulletproof like, literally. Shields, like blocking for the American guys. <laughs> so, like, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> the shields up. <laughs> yeah. I man. was I was definitely scared for these guys taking these corners. I, I guess that's why they only took like maybe three the whole game, but I don't think they were trying to get any corners. Yeah, but that it, was it's tough to go away and, and win on the road like that, like Ben said, in some hostile environment in a pitch that's not perfect. And you know, perfect. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough, but I mean, okay, still, they water unaccept- thing. still unacceptable, unacceptable to go over there and not not even get a goal. They they had two shots on goal the whole game. Two shots on goal yeah. the whole game. Well, they didn't sub in front of you do so. I Sorry, think I'm that, just gonna uh, make jokes about USA soccer because like. I'm I'm just not in love with them because they've given me nothing to fall in love with them about. It's it's tough. It's tough being a USA fan. I was uh, most disappointed. We've we talked. We were texting about uh, Sergeant the Nor- Norwich Norwich City boy. Uh, he was massively, especially uh, El Salvador. I thought he was super super disappointing in that game, and then against Canada. I'll I'll give him. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. He didn't even play against Canada. No 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 for sure yeah no. Nick hates gingers. No, no was, I mean Sergeant. I, Sar- in our defense, for, yeah, in our defense for Nick, he is completely disappointing. I remember after the game, they were actually talking about him. The guys on that streaming platform that we hate so much, Paramount Plus. Oh yeah, yeah. My so favorite. they were the guys showing the, that first game, and two ex USA soccer guys, Charlie Davies. He said, "Oh, that was the best game I ever seen Sergeant play." And then this other kid, uh. Uh, on I can't pronounce his name. On Wayu, he used to play in AC. Yeah, the center back, the center yeah, back, the center back. Anyway, yeah. And he, I loved what he said. And he held nothing back. And he said, if that was the best that Sergeant has to offer, and that was the best you've seen him play, then Sergeant has no. He said something to the effect that Sergeant does not need to be on this team because it was not good and not unacceptable. Good. There was uh, the one play I've mentioned. Uh, I think his name's Conway. I, Con, 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 Conway or Conrad. Why am I forgetting it? But he tried to let one off to him to the beginning of the uh, uh, the top of the box, and it was just like, come on, just you gotta <laughs> you gotta make something happen. There. You gotta take a shot. You gotta let it off better, quicker, be more decisive. He just was not decisive for me. And then against Canada, Sargent didn't play, but it seemed like Alfonso Davies just uh, he had a he had a hell of a game for for Canada. Well, uh, Alfonso Davies is is. He's, he's good. He's, he's a good player. Out. He's a fantastic player. Yeah. Jose, what's your favorite? What's your favorite thing in a player? It starts with an A. Availability. So, instead of shitting on Sergeant, can we shit on the player who didn't play because of his COVID restrictions? Yeah, we're gonna get to and who uh, is our Weston McKinney, who also in El Salvador, he was yeah, the one who had. We a, will get on Weston McKinney. Like, a, I feel like massive. we get on Sergeant, but like there's other players. Sergino Dest was not good, and he's supposed no, to be no, better. Well, no, in all defensive of Dest, in all defensive Dest against. Uh, he was playing heads hands on with um, Alfonso Davies. Yeah, and in the beginning of that game with Canada, Alfonso Davies had one one breakaway against Dest, and that's yes. it. That's it. After that, after that, Dest held him down, and Dest was playing great until he got injured in the forty first minute. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, 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 he did have a good chance early. Heard he wasn't uh, good in this El Salvador Davies, game, but yeah, in the second, said, didn't, didn't watch the uh, <laughs> the. Uh, Davies, yeah, he he. I mean, he had a perfect cross for that goal uh, for Canada. Uh, they responded to 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 Canada's credit. If we have any Canadian listeners for Spurs, in we'll represent the whole uh, North American. Uh, Someone not you, Nick. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, you're not Canadian. Fair enough. Almost <laughs> close enough. I might be the closest thing to a Canadian, but uh, yeah, I mean, to their credit, they responded pretty quickly. And uh, I, I uh, USA against Honduras tonight, they definitely have to get uh, a little bit more creative, which. Something which could be something that Weston McKinney brings. Um, I know he he's he's known for being a holding player, but he also has some creativity to him as well. And USA so does not- unfortunate with Weston McKinney because I thought he had an overall great game against El Salvador, and then to not be available for the stupidity that he did yeah, for the game I- that we needed him in the most in front of our fans at in Nashville that I complain about all the time because I've been to a lot of USA games on the on the East Coast where USA fans don't show up. And when we see the games that are televised on the West Coast, USA fans don't show up. But well, shout out to all the USA fans that showed up in Nashville. That was completely beautiful. And it was like a great crowd. We were playing Canada. 
if you have station fans don't show up for football, <laughs> I promise you, Canadian fans are not showing up for football either. Great they, point. Great point. Yeah, but McKinney, for anyone who's curious, though, what happened, he broke COVID violations in a couple different ways. Uh, first off, he broke the bubble. We all are kind of familiar with bubbles now in terms of quarantining and stuff. He wasn't supposed to go running around. He broke well. one rule and just said, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> I, basically. And then he invited somebody else back to the bubble. Back to the bubble. So uh, whoever that may be. But thank you, whoever heard, that may be. We She's probably some- hot. We've probably heard a couple so. different things, but <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's it's certainly unfortunate. And I think for me, I can feel a little bit for Gio Chalzo, Christian Romero, Davidson Sanchez if, if they were truly getting short armed a little bit by their countries to go and push some COVID protocols. But Weston McKinney's gotta get his shit together, man. I mean, you're they're not, you know, the, I don't I don't know if the USA is ever gonna have a golden generation what's going through with them, but I mean they're supposed to be pretty damn good right now. And there we're the 10th ranked team going into this. And you got to have your head on head a little bit better than that. And hopefully this is something uh, on, you know, to, to end my McKinney rant on, hopefully this is something that he can, I mean, he's, he's still a young kid. So it's, it, it, hopefully this is something that uh, he can, I guess, learn from, right. He's 22, 23, 20, young kid still. So hopefully he can get his, get his act together. So, on, Nick. Uh, you, you know, yeah. you know, U.S. soccer well enough. We're always, Five years away from the next golden generation. No, I mean, I mean to be a lot fair, of talent to... in this group, a lot of talent in this group, but it's really disappointing that probably our stud midfielder that we've talked about in this podcast about Spurs getting coming to Spurs. Yeah, hey, to, echo, to he, echo he you, Nick. To echo you, Nick. I completely agree. I mean, this guy is the face of US, one of the faces of USA soccer. Of course, Pulisic is number no, no number one guy, but McKinney's right there. He plays for a giant club in Serie A, Juventus. You have to do better than that. You have to be more professional. You can't let breaking the bubble and then letting someone into the bubble. You can't do that, man. Come on. Yeah, you gotta, we need you. We need. Yeah, you, you got to get it together a little bit. But that's gonna make for a big, big game against Honduras tonight. So let's yeah, see I what happens sh- there. Shout out, um, Leggett. Leggett. Leggett played well in that last game too. And shout out. I mean, he's a. Uh, He's pretty cool enough because he's going out with some Becky G girl, some rapper. She's pretty hot too. So, like it, like it, like it's winning all day. That's the analysis. That I'm interested if they're going to get that Ricardo Pepe and the uh, deciding between the U.S. and Mexico. And he's pretty good. Uh, he's a young kid though. I mean, we're talking about McKinney being young and doing stupid stuff. This kid's 18 years old. So, do you want to throw him in a big game against Argentina? Argentina, too, Honduras. Argentina, Honduras on the mind. I think they both have blue flags though. At least who cares? We call it soccer. But <laughs> let's see, though. Let's see. I and do care, man. We can't go another fucking year without qualifying for the World Cup. That's unacceptable. Man. I care a lot every four years. Well, let's. Uh, Except when we lose to Trinidad and Tobago. Let's see how the Americans did in their, I don't know, rebuttal, their chance against Honduras, because I'm going to put a sound effect in right here. He touches by Rubio, looking for the run of Rodriguez now. Early cross, edge of the six, and it's the opening goal for Honduras. Pepe laying it off. This is Pulisic now 2v2 with help from Robinson and fresh legs on the way. It's Pulisic. Legit. Plenty of targets in the box. Lovely delivery for Pepe left behind. Robinson! It's an instant response straight out of the halftime break. Aronson. Legit. And Yedlin, lovely cross, Pepe! Pepe by name and Pepe by nature! The youthful exuberance of the teenager has fired the Americans into the lead! What is up, guys? Nick here, solo efforts to give a little bit of uh, recap. As we mentioned during the show, uh, we like to pride ourselves on being the 20th or so best Tottenham Hotspur podcast in the East Coast of the United States. So on that note, while we're listening to uh, a lot of our favorites um, from across the pond, Fighting Cock, we mention all the time, uh, Extra Inch, they're going on about England and Italy and the, the Europa teams, but we are going to, we're going to dive into our own backyard now. Uh, U.S. Men's National Team, they ended their international break last night, and as we also mentioned during the main segment of our show, and we had uh, Ben and Jose with uh, with me, that this 
this international window was essentially going to come down to this game for the United States and how it was going to happen. And um, it's it was a tough go the first two games. It was a tough go a little bit, I thought, in the first half against Honduras. The final score, you heard two of the goals there. It actually ended up being 4-1 to one for those who didn't catch the final score. Uh, and it was not the Christian Pulisic show. It was not the Gio Reyna show. It was the Ricardo Pepe show. Uh, he got his first start, and I think uh, it was Clint Dempsey at halftime. He was breaking it down uh, with the gang there. And um, he kind of, uh, there's a lot of emotion from the American Outlaws watching this game, uh, at least on Twitter. That's, you know, what was us? What was us? Uh, Honduras in the 27th minute scored. We'll get to that in a second. But I thought before, I thought the U.S. had some good chances. I thought the U.S. maybe weren't in control of the game, but they definitely had their opportunity. They could have easily been up already when Honduras scored. The 19th minute, uh, Pulisic and Josh Sargent were wide open. Uh, I think Acosta maybe. I can't remember. I apologize who crossed it. But they were wide open in the back post and uh, looked like Pul- Pulisic went up for the header. Missed it. Maybe Sergeant could have got a foot on it, uh, considering where they were, but missed opportunity there in the 19th and the 24th Sergeant. Then again, with a nice layoff to Pepe in the middle of the box with a header, uh, tough miss there for, for the 18 year old Pepe uh, Sergeant. Otherwise, not, not, not another great game for him, unfortunately. And then that was, uh, that is going to be even uh, further, further shadowed or, or what, what have you. Um, in the 27th minute, Honduras scored. There was a giveaway in the middle for the U.S. And then uh, John Brooks was caught out of position. Um, wide open header in the center of the box. Nothing uh, the keeper, Matt Turner, could do. And that one, unfortunately, and for the rest of the half, it was kind of a little bit. Everyone was hanging their heads from uh, the players to, you know, the fans watching. It seemed like, oh, what was us? Here we go. Another World Cup uh, miss out. You know, again, I think it was Clint Dempsey at halftime. He kind of said that uh, Greg Berhalter's here. Um, he's got to, uh, the gaffer's got to swallow his pride. He's got to make some changes here. He can't just run out that same crew. And to his to his credit, uh, maybe not the best lineup to start the game. Not, not the best ideas from Berhalter there. But three halftime additions, uh, Aris, Aronson, pardon me, Leggett, Robinson, they all scored. They all came in. They ended up getting three out of the four goals. Fourth goal, Ricardo Pepe. And he was the one that was involved in all four goals, Ricardo Pepe, in the second half. Uh, right out of the gates uh, in the 48th minute, Pulisic was out there still. Uh, he let one off to Leggett. Eventually, the ball gets, a cr- gets crossed, and the U.S. just has simply has numbers. Ball kind of bounced off Pepe, and Robinson put it in. Uh, Fulham product. Uh, it, was, it was a nice strike. Then in the 16th minute tied game, you kind of kind of got a little bit worried because uh, Pulisic is, is obviously our main man. And he, he goes down, looks like only a minor ankle injury for him. But to the credit of the rest of this team, uh, no Pulisic, no Reyna, of course, no McKinney after we already talked about that. Um, missing a lot of pieces here. No Sergio Dest, disappointing performance a little bit from Sargent, a Premier League player. But nope, this team came out and they got the job done. Three out of those four goals were without, you know, arguably four or five of their best players. 70th, 75th minute, um, right away, experts great, DeAndre Yedlin. Haven't heard of him. It's been a while. Uh, he's playing out in Turkey now, but comes on and great, great cross with numbers again. Pepe gets his goal, uh, which you just heard there. It was uh, it was beautiful. He just froze up, and there's no denying him on that one. A, a perfect header, a lot of power behind it, and then the U.S. kind of uh, held on to that lead and kept pushing forward there. And in the 87th minute, they kind of got the backbreaker, if you will. Pepe over leads one off to Aronson, and he puts them up three to one. The U.S. gets another one in extra time. Uh, it was it, it was great. That extra goal came from a legit, of course. But uh, it was it was uh, really the exact finale that the U.S. really needed in this in this international break. You know, you don't want to put too much on early qualifiers. Still got a long way to go, of course. Plenty, plenty for Burhalter to think about here, and I know a lot of people are going to beat him up today, but I will give him credit for it. takes 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 a takes a big person to admit that they were wrong, especially with the spotlight on him, and he immediately changed things up. He he got a couple of guys out of there. I know Brooks was among them. He was kind of struggling at the back, and uh, Sargent also came off there for Aronson. It was uh, I want to want to say it was a Burhalter masterclass, but he did enough certainly to save his skin, and he saved the U.S. and they now have five points in the Concacaf uh, group and. They're right in the thick of things, still behind Mexico, but right in the thick of things there. And uh, certainly by no means is the work done and certainly by no means is the uh, is the United States done here. And it looks like they're still uh, still still driving first uh, qualification to uh, the 2022 World Cup. And 
let's keep uh, let's keep hoping that they keep Ryan Nats. But for now, uh, you know, up the states, of course. And now we're going to turn our attention back to the Spurs. Up the Spurs, Saturday, Crystal Palace. And come on, you Spurs, let's go.